Hey, welcome to Drop the Mic. Uh, thanks for stopping in and listening to another episode. Coming up on this episode, we have the brilliantly talented actor, writer, director, and producer, Veronica Dang. She was fantastic. It was a really good conversation. I really enjoyed talking to her, and um, she's uh, really super talented, somebody who I think everybody should keep their eyes on and she's done a ton of stuff she's won awards she's she's done stand-up she's well actually it's you know you'll see this podcast um is going to be really interesting uh we had a great time and um if you have anything that you'd like to have us uh let people know about any kind of events you're doing any initiatives things that you want to share with the world, let us know. Email us at hello at nyfilmloft.com or, uh, you know, you can also touch us on social media at New York Film Loft. Um, and that's it. I'm not going to talk too much long. We don't have a lot to announce. Um, we are doing a, an event with some friends um, called Yappy, uh, Yappy Hour, which is a, an event for dogs and their owners who can come at they all you know everyone can get together and for drinks and happy hour and bring your dogs and you you know it's a nice little fun event um going to be in new york at uh, ben sherman pop-up store if you want more information feel free to drop us a line and um, we are more than happy to share that information um it's going to be december 1st all right um without further ado i'm going to Shut up now and let you listen to this really great conversation, which, um, you know, uh, went really well with uh, myself and Veronica Dang. All right. Thanks a lot. Enjoy. I can't believe you two took that raving lunatic seriously. What do you think this is? <laughs> You're right. You're a jack of all trades. So, um, let's go back a little bit and talk about where. So, where are you from originally? Where the where in um, the, uh, like uh, DC? Like I, I used to live down there. I lived, I went to school. Uh, I went to uh, eighth grade in Silver Springs, Maryland. I lived in Washington, D.C., Northwest Washington, D.C. for a while. I lived a lot of family down there. And, uh, my yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't start. That used to be like a, our family reunions. Like we have, so my family has, uh, I have the second largest family in America, officially. So if you like go to the library, there's probably, who knows, there's probably a lot of books here. Um, there's like a book on it and uh, video and stuff. And I didn't know. All I knew is when I was a kid, we'd go to these family reunions. And the family reunions were like, they, they would book whole parts. Because it was just, it was like going to Burning Man. Full of, you know, except it was bar barbecue. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you wear t-shirts for reunions? I know that we do. Do that. Yeah, we, they do. <laughs> I've never done it because, you know, I just, ew, kind of thing, you know, so. Um, so you went, you, okay, so you grew up from primarily in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, what, what, like, where, what was high school for you? Oh, really? Um, so, was that, so, 
were you that person? Like, what you know? What were you that? Per- what kind of person were you? Then? Were you like a, a creative? Did you start forming this interest in creativity then? And like, what? Or like, or was it after? Mm. <laughs> so I played piano since I was five. Oh wow. Okay, not currently. Okay. I was like I used to ski, recital, right, right. yeah, like a piano scholarship. Oh. In, or film in college, my father said, nope, you have to take something business related, something you know, on the ground, so I, had, so I took advertising design, because I had an artistic and I had some business side. So I, at one time, thought I was going to be a creative director, because I saw, um, uh, God, what the heck, is, um, nothing in common with Tom Hanks. I was like, oh, that's a creative director, I got to do that. And then I realized mm, it's a little bit more business than that, dude. You don't get to do everything you think you want to do. I, I find there's a lot of us that did that situation. Um, was that something that the reason why, like, you know, was because I blows my mind when people can do that and then make this transition to film or comedy or you know. So how did that transition? Weird, like what, why they are, and then how did you make that change? It's kind of complicated. So, um, yeah, like I said, you know, I was like, love mm. You know, I was raised by TV growing up. I was like, like the kids. Yes. Um, something, right?
dated somebody who also went to NYU and also was a biochemical engineering major or, or biology major. And uh, she also had the, uh, she didn't go in the film, I think she went into cosmetics, which, uh, which turned out very well for her. Um, but same thing, you know, her, her parents were like, you know, what, what's, no, 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 what's going on here? It took her a while for this, especially since her parents at the time was paying for her apartment. So she couldn't. Yeah, that's, that's the worst because, you know, if you depend on the parents, because every parent's going to do that. But they will turn and say, well, okay, if you want to do that, then I guess you, have, you don't need our help. And I think my father would have done that. So, yeah. um, so, uh, so, when, so what was the first, so what was your first, because um, you're a writer, and director, actor, so what was the first thing that you worked on from the writing angle? Yes, first writing with my students. Okay. So I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not the most familiar with women. Mm-hmm. And everybody talks to me like, especially like, alpha, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. First thing you wrote. Did you go to writers? Did you go to school for writing? You just said, "I'm just going to write it and let it see what happens." Right. That's so cool. What was your budget? Uh, what were you looking for? Wow, you're like the best, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, wow, that, that's awesome. Yeah, because it's right there. And there's so many stories going people like if you really want to do something you 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 you, you have the resources do the resources are there because YouTube tells you pretty I mean I it teaches you everything. Yeah. Literally. It's just like people if you if you if you if you have an interest in it, it's on YouTube somewhere. So you gotta filter out you know, obviously stuff that's not good versus not but that's that's nothing. I mean that's so that's so cool. But you didn't. And it's crazy because when I first started, you know, mm. I didn't know anything about filming. And so we were like, oh, you won't be able to raise the money. You won't be able to make it. Yeah, that's always. And then I raised the money. I made it. You're like, dropping <laughs> that. She literally dropped the mic.
what was the what do you find was like the hardest thing about like that you what, what was the one thing going into that you didn't know a lot about that you found was much easier than you thought and then what was the thing that you thought was going to be easier which ended up being the hardest yeah I know right? it's been a while so well, what were, what do you, what were some of the things, lessons you think you learned from from the from being this first time person doing that like that I you said, would change? I think, yeah, like for sure, like I wish I had to meet those people. I told me I couldn't delay things a lot. Okay. I think I could have gotten things done a lot faster. Right. 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 Yeah, I was already right. Because like looking back now, I'd be like, oh, I could have like. Yeah, I think that's, and I think that kind of crosses over into comedy in a lot of ways because a lot of, I mean, comedy's, you know, I've been studying a lot about it recently. Um, just, you know, and one of the things I'll notice, like most comedians, whether they're sketch comedians, improv, stand up, they'll tell you it's kind of like, it really is the last vestige of loneliness in a lot of ways because it is. It is hard. Um, you're out to expose. You have to you you have to do either get the either supremely confident or just completely open to just letting that part of you go to to be uh, in that environment. And if you're not, the audience really can they sniff you out, especially in New York City. They sniff you out pretty quickly. And let you know pretty quickly too. So I feel like, you know, having that, being able to go through this process that you did, you know, and trying to build confidence and, and do something that you've never done before, is something that you can carry that 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 feeling into all these other areas that you in your life afterwards. You know. Mm. So would you prefer, so, okay, so, so we talked about your writing, this was your first directing, too, right. correct? I had to do everything. I thought, oh, I could get from, you have no money, you have to do everything yourself. Yeah, right. So I had to learn how to do everything. Right. You find that, um, how long, so how long ago was this? Oh, not long ago. Oh, it feels long ago. That's, like, yesterday, pretty much. So, um, what do you, like, so do you think, like, uh, that, you know, now that you've done all this, that, and you've, you've done that project, you've had to do everything hands-on, do you feel like the stuff that you're working on currently is just, it's just an easier process for you, or do you feel like it's just different challenges each time that, um, that, that you take some lessons from, but... It's generally a different challenge each time. It definitely depends on the project, but I would definitely say, like, before I was like, oh, I'm not going to drag up the lot of people, like, make decisions. Now I'm like, I'm the director, I make the decisions, and I spend the production to the lot of Right. It seems like it would be more uh, confident in just, yeah. just make, saying that. Uh, it's almost like. Um, you have to believe in yourself enough to say the words, I'm the director. Because that's a really heavy thing. Oh, yeah, it took me years before I could say it. Right. I, it took me, yeah, it took me a little while for me to kind of admit any of that kind of, because, you know, because I think for, to the outside world sometimes, they don't understand how hard it is to be a director. And when you tell them you're a director, to them and just say, oh, you're just pointing at people and telling them when they say their lines, right? That's kind of what it is. I'm like, no, but okay, theoretically that could be said partially true. But I think there's, you know, directors are just so much more, especially when you have no budget. You're, 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 the, you're a producer, you're a business manager, you're a crafty, yeah, wardrobe, costume, <laughs> you're like everything. And, um, and for you to make something that is organized, to me, you have to, you, like at that level, you have to be super organized. 
You know what I mean? Like, because, and you have to understand. And you have to. You have to. One thing I would say is you have to be good at picking people to work with you. Um, did you? So, like, did you have? You know, did you have a DP and like, or did you just say it's me, the actors, my camera people, and that's it? I'm going to go because some people will like when you're, you know, five thousand dollars budget. Like, I had a, I'll, you know, I had a um, web series that came to me a few years ago, asked me to help them produce it, and they wanted to shoot their first. This is their first episode, their pilot. They'd never done anything before. They had a budget of one point eight million dollars. Holy crap is right. I was like, I was like, 1.8, who's in the film? Like, did you get Brad Pitt or somebody like that? They're like, no, you know, well, we're going to rent this and we're going to do that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not getting involved in this because there's no way I can find 1.8 million for a single episode. I was like, how many episodes are you trying to do? They're like, well, we want to do 10. Okay, so you're telling me you want to do a 10 point a $30 million web series. They're not $30 million TV shows they're on right now. So good luck with that one. And I, I, I had to back out, but it just made me understand, realize like the, so some people's perception of creation of, is, is very skewed. Do you think it's? Um, I mean, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because they, they, they they're not like they, they're, they're just not creative, or they just don't know what to do with all this? So, the, so that web series that I was gonna work on, it was actually supposed to take place on the subway too. Uh, and here's where I think they went wrong, and I think you went right. So, when you shot yours, did you shoot on this? You shot? I, I would assume you shot on the subway as well, right? What was your um, pro like process there? Did you get permits? Did you kind of go guerrilla style? Like, how did you? How'd you work through that, that, those logistics? shoot in the subway as well and they too wanted to go the, the correct way and I, when they pulled me on I, I was like why are you doing this why they're like oh well you know you need to, you gotta pick the mix and I said no you don't I can I can name you at least four different lines about eight different stops up in Brooklyn where if you go at late night because you doesn't matter what time of day for this thing you can go late night you can go there from Two to three a.m. There's nobody. You can just go up there, grab what you gotta grab, shoot what you gotta shoot, be done with it. Oh, okay. Well, well, we can't do that. So instead, of they saw they, they their solution to it was to try to rent out the entire subway museum. Yeah. I'm like, it's like ten thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. I was like, are you joking me? And they weren't paying me that much money. I was like, you're. That's, and then just 
you know, I, I miss the days, and that's why I'm kind of trying to get back into directing at some point, is I miss that um, feeling of, you're not really breaking, like you said, you're not really breaking the rules, but it, makes, it feels like it a little bit when you're on the air with the camera and you're shooting stuff. I've seen um, recently, so I got some people sending me um, projects um, that, because we do help um, filmmakers get into certain development deals and stuff. And so a couple of people have sent me some stuff that they, where some scenes have been shot on the subway and stuff. And um, obviously they, they look like they had some really good cameras and uh, the DPs are okay. Um, but I, I felt like, you know, I, it was almost, um, they look like cookie cutter stuff in the sense that like, they all look the same. I don't know whether that, what that means. Um, I feel like it goes again to having the luxury of, con of, of technology, but not really being thoughtful enough as far as how to, you know, be creative in the shot selection and all those type things. Um, do you? How do you? How do you come up with? Like, how do you? How do you decide which? What what things you're going to shoot? And when to shoot them, and those kind of like your, you know, because I feel like that's a big part of. You know, I think for sub, you know, subway, I think that's part of it, right? And I think it, you have to be, you have to be economical, but thought about what you're shooting, because um, it's easy to just shoot everything and then not know how to edit it down. So how did you work your way through trying to do that? Exactly the training I've ever Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because after that, I got so confident. I had 30 people, 30 cast and crew, like, oh, really? dancing I... on the train and singing. Oh. And I was like, they're cops and the TV workers, and we're like, getting nervous. But then at the end of it, they were like, clap for us. That's so cool. So then after that, I was like, you know what? Now I can shoot how long I want to, anywhere I want, at any time. Wow. Because actually, it looks more suspicious if you're one person on the camera. Right. And it's like a crew with a food. Yep. Yep. It looks more professional. No one's ever asked me. Right. It's going to be a movie. Right. No one's ever asked me. It's only like, we try to be roles. It's one camera. We're just like, we're right. filming here. Right. 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 Hey, I was on a train this week, this film was shooting. They don't care, generally speaking, unless, like you said, unless you interfere with what's going on. I don't think people care. Like, they probably even think, hopefully I'll be in this. Somehow they'll, they'll catch their face in the background or something. Um, yeah, they're not going to. So, um, so okay. So you've explored your, this this writing and directing side of your life, right? Um, but how did you get into the comedy side of your life? How did how did like so? Were you in it beforehand, and then that kind of helped you? Like, was it just you know I'm a comedian and actress. I'm going to create this content to kind of showcase that talent and then move forward into whatever else comes next after that? Is that what kind of the, the, the gist of it was? Right. My characters, I adopted Asian Pennsylvania Dutch Mennonite. 
See, I don't think I've ever, ever seen someone like that. Yeah. How did you get into comedy? Like, like, what was your foray into comedy? Did you have anybody who you kind of fell in love with on the screen? Any, any act, uh, comedians or sketch shows? Because for me, obviously SNL was huge. And the kids in the hall. Yeah. And then, like, for stand up, like, it's my first, like, stand up one was probably Dave Chappelle. Oh, I love Dave Chappelle. You kidding me? Because, you know, he has this whole bit about being in DC and growing there. So, like, there. Did you go to a uh, sketch school? Or, did, like, were you, you, like, you know? Yeah, I went to UCB. Me too. Yeah. 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 That was that. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually. Um, it, it was really hard to get in. I'm going to preface this by saying I like UCB, but as a minority. It, like when I and I found this to be a little weird. Like I remember I, the first I took uh, improv first. Um, I was the only person of color, of ethnicity at all, and I was also the oldest person in the room, which made it even more weird. And then outside of my, you know, I was probably older than our teacher too. Um, and then I took sketch, and same thing happened. And. Um, and it was weird because, like, afterwards, I kind of, I asked, I kind of asked a bunch of people. I said, "Is there, are there any sketch groups for African Americans?" And everyone said, "No, well, it's probably a couple somewhere. I, I, I don't know about them." Which kind of annoyed the hell out of me a little bit because there are a lot of really talented minorities. And what was funny about it was they couldn't figure out there was enough African American ones, but there were. Few really good Asian American sketch groups. Um, a friend of mine, Kevin Bang, actually runs one, and and, um, and I know that you were doing some work on that level. Where, like, so where are you, like, are you still doing sketch now? Like, where are you doing? Yeah, so 
Um, and um, potentially using, using 
find some I actually should just dig up my own team and see if they want to do something. But that's a whole other story. So let's talk about this thing. Um, first of all, shout out to Jenny Paul for hooking us up. She's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, how did, how did that happen? How did you guys link up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, the the, and you're gonna be on. It's gonna be showing on television, correct? Oh wow, that should be. That's gonna be exciting. Film Lab's been around for a long time. I've been wanting to work with them on something for a long time. I, we kind of have crossed paths each other a long time. I, at some point, I'll get around to doing something. What do you think um, you want to work on next? So, I still need to finish my second season. It's not really, it's a continuation. Oh, so there will be a... Subway. It's all shot. I mean, I have to shoot some extra stuff, but... How long does it take for you to shoot a... Like, how long are you shooting for? Like, how many episodes do you normally do, and then how long does it take for you to put those in the can? So, it varies. Um, some episodes are, like, half a day. Some days are one day. Some days are, like, two to three days. Wow. So it just depends on the, the complexity. Right, right, right. And, you know, how many actors and locations. Right. Because we shoot outside the side, too. Okay. Like, in our finale, we have a big, like, food battle. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the characters is a, an aspiring sandwich artist. Okay. <laughs> That's actually kind of interesting. It's the same. Some of these guys have some very unique characters. <laughs> An underground sandwich competition. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm working on writing a spinoff of this like underground food culture. That's interesting. That's interesting. I like that. People love food, so yeah. that that will be that's interesting. I imagine. I have so many projects, it's like I have to prioritize. Wow. So I have to finish that because um, I'm still doing customs with that. We're still asking for. Like, it's funny now, like before you have to like submit to customs and hope they pick you. Now they're like asking me to submit to customs, which is really nice. Oh, that's nice. I um I have my own festival that I only it only runs on Valentine's Day. It's called Love Actually, and uh, it's an homage, obviously, to the film, and it's just shorts and um, web series about love, sex, and romance. It's been around for about, I think this is the uh, 14th year, something like that, and uh, I love, I love, it's a little bit of work, but it's a lot of fun because I get to watch films from, that I would otherwise never been, been able to see from around the world. And we've had, you know, we've had some films that I thought were just fucking amazing. Um, that I thought that would be, you know, really good as features. And actually, um, I was talking to somebody, and we were talking about 
you know, great. Oh, I was talking to. Oh, I know I was talking. I was talking to my friend Roland from Bidslate. Shout out um, about you know short shorts and stuff. And do you like taking and taking like these short pieces of content, turning them into features? Do we expect features sometime down the road for you? Yeah, I'm starting baby steps. I was like, because I was like, I'm not a writer, so I was like, I'll start a web series. I, like <laughs> few, I can write a few pages at a time, mm. then short films. Mm. Now it's becoming TV pilots, mm. and then, then it becomes features. So I'm like working my way so to you're build, you know. A little bit at a time, right? Like, There's a person. Like, well, I don't know. Like, Seems like I, you are. I mean, I'm getting. So, so late this year, I got paid to write for the first time this year. Oh, that's cool. Crazy what, like, what would what'd you write? Uh, so, a film that I did for the Women's Weekend Challenge, uh, the NYC filmmakers mm-hmm. uh, film challenge. I did it. It was another like kind of seventy two hour shootout. Oh, with all oh the yeah. Cast and crew. Yep. And our film, we completed, which was also girls' style. We shot the Women's March. Oh. It's a, like a female led comedy. Yep. Uh, it was entered by my producer. Shannon Jones did this competition for the spy who dumped me. He was looking for female buddy comedy. Oh, spy who dumped me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it won. Oh. So that was like, so they distributed the money and it was like a huge prize. Wow, you just like. That was like crazy. How's, how do you feel about like your career? Because I feel like, I mean, I don't like you're, you know, you're just getting started, but like, like you're in a really, you're in a really good place it sounds like. How do you feel about it so far? Was it is it what you thought it would be? It's not anything like what I thought it would be. Like, I'm like <laughs> constantly stunned and surprised and incredibly grateful. But mm. it's, it's still hard. It's like, I'm like, where's my TV series right now? You know what I mean? Because I was like, I'm like, I keep on getting away from the, like that. That's what I want to do. That always, I think that always, like, there's one piece that gets you into people's view, and then once you get into people's view. You, you have a choice to make whether you're going to stay kind of working on that thing that got you into their view or but then what happens is people start coming to you with opportunities and things start falling in your lap and you 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 have to make choices about well okay I'm going to do this but I still want to go back to that or okay let me okay I'm going to do this too but then I'm going to still go back to that and I think that's um but that's a great place to be right it's always better to have more choices than none, right? I mean, especially if you can be like an example um, to other uh, women, to other Asian American women, to other just general filmmakers um, about um, that you don't necessarily have to believe what people tell you. You can actually, you know, drop the mic and say, yeah, I can, I can do it myself. No, no problem. I, I love that. I think that's, um, the, the story that I read about you and uh, all of the, the, the um, things you're doing, I think that is a great example, I think, for most filmmakers. And um, I, I should hope that you, um, you know, can be in a place where that will always be true. You know what I mean? Because uh, film is just such a... Uh, it's a crazy experience. It doesn't always go the way you think it's going to be. You always have to be making something. Yeah. Because you never know what anything will hit. Like, it's crazy. Like, so, you know, something was, like, released a couple years ago. I literally just made Marie Claire mm. this year. Mm. Like, one of the top ten. I'm sorry, really? Web series that are better than Netflix. Are you joking? Really? They found it years later. Like, I'm on the same list as, like, two friends with Dak Alphonacus. Like something that I wasn't promoting. That's I don't know how they found it. So like if the content is out there, right. somehow people find it. So that's why you like always have to put your camera time out there. So is that the one is that the one piece of advice you would give like what's a couple pieces of advice you would give to people someone who was who is now in the place where you were a few years ago trying to trying to figure out how to be this person that they want to be, uh, whether it's a filmmaker or a writer, that, you know, what would you, you know, what kind of advice you would give them to kind of move forward? Don't anybody say you can't do it. That's first. Because uh, technology is there. 
The technology. <laughs> all you need is your phone. And the internet, right? Yep. Decent upload. Yep. But, um, and to always make your stuff and show it to people. Like, so mm. people, like, hold on to things. Oh, I'll just release them when it's, like, it's perfect. Or, like, when yeah. I this and this and this. I'm like, you know what? Just do it and keep doing it. Like, if it sucks to get it, that's fine. Yeah. You're only going to get better. That's true. That's like, true. Don't hold on to stuff like it's so precious. My writing is so precious. My mm. What uh, is, are there any um, directors or writers or that you kind of look at as inspiration or you know that you kind of draw from to kind of because I feel like a lot of filmmakers will they will look at you know they'll watch a lot of film or watch a lot of TV or watch of whatever it is and kind of take pieces of this person or that person's style or that to kind of move forward with their own style. Have you done uh, stand-up at all? So, actually, after this, I'm going to go do some stand-up at the cellar. Tonight? Oh, get out of town. Wow. I had done it before, but I, like, took a break from it. And then now I'm, like, doing it for the first time after years. So I'm super afraid. Yeah, but it's going to be, it's fun. It's scary fun. It's scary fun. Yeah, you're, when I got out of college um, I didn't know what I wanted I know I wanted to be in film I didn't know if it was going to be as an actor or whatever and I'd given myself some kind of like a time frame of which I had to do it or try something and then I was going to just and then go back into some business behind a computer or something and um, I know the countdown was getting close and uh, a friend of mine suggested I go on Showtime at the Apollo and so I, the first thing I've, I've ever done in my entire life on writing, directing, acting, whatever, was as a stand-up comedian on Showtime The Apollo. Wow, you go big. Yeah, <laughs> and I went home. Too. <laughs> yeah, it, tough yeah, it was... I don't think I would ever be brave enough. It was, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And, um, and that's kind of why I did it, because I figured, like, if I can get up there in front of that brutal audience... And make no mistakes about it. I got booed off. But I survived it. And that was my lesson to me. Which is, you did it. You, it didn't go well. But guess what? You're still alive. You still can do stuff. And so, that just made me realize that I, there's nothing that you should... You should never fear that big moment. You should just go up there and let it go and just have fun. And most times it works out well. You know, so... I, that's so cool that you're going to be doing stand-up at it. <laughs> your friends, and you'll have your friends there, and they'll support it, and, you know. Yeah. You, you're inviting your friends, right? Not for this one. You're like me. I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, yeah, yeah, nobody needs to know this one. I'll just go up there and do it, and then if it's good, in a couple weeks or so, maybe I'll let a couple people know about it. I think you're going to be excellent, fantastic. The cellar's a good place too. It's a it's a nice intimate spot to do. Yes. And I watch, you know, I I, I watch stand up all the time, like literally all the time. I just watched all, most of all of Bill Burr's stuff. Um, I've watched a um, couple of the Dave Chappelle things recently. I actually went to go see him a couple times, which, I, you know, if you ever get a chance to see him live, you have to go because it's like it's not even close to being what it's like on TV. He's so he's the smartest. He's his timing is crazy. I just I don't know how he does it. He just does it so effortlessly. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Um, you got to practice. Um, that's, I'm, I, I, I think you'll do well. So, what time is the show tonight? What time? 3.30. <laughs> so, I guess super crowd, so that's going to go well. Oh, you got a 3.30 show? Okay. It's a showcase. Okay. 
But that's a good, well, that's actually not bad. You got uh, It's a rough crowd, though. 3.30, well. You know, they haven't had any drinks. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's I'm just there to get stationed. You just, yeah, well, you know, when I played basketball during um, the summer, when I, to get better, I would go, like, you know, everyone dribbles and does all these different things to practice. What I would do was, I would go in, to the harshest environment I could possibly find. Like, it would be a, a, maybe a parking lot where it was gravel and rocks and glass and whatever I could find to learn how to dribble. Because I always figured that if I could dribble, if I could control the ball under that harsh environment, I could, on a flat like, surface, I'd be good. And that, to me, is the same thing for stand-up. Go, go big, go hard, and, and learn there. Because once you get to a point where you're taking on those you know, 930, 1030, 1130 shot showcase, then, you know what I mean? If you could take on a, a sober crowd... A drunk crowd should be no problem because, you know, drunk. Uh, and, yeah, and you sprinkle your friends in there. You just need one big laugher up in there to kind of drive the crowd. You're good. So you'll be fine. It's a great place. And then afterwards, you can have some pizza. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, um, is there, so um, how can people find you online? How do people learn about what you're doing? Where can people continue reading about your story? Um, and also, more importantly, where can people see Extinct when it comes on? Because I think that's huge. It's, it's huge. Where do people find that information? Uh, so, for Extinct, uh, Facebook page at Lists All the Scandals for the airing on November 9th and 10th. I think you can find her. <laughs> Which I'm going to, I I have to watch, I have to watch, yeah. And then my new sketch comedy team, Model Majority. Oh yeah, so when is that? Like, so that's soon. Yeah, November 19th. Yeah, so that's, wow, that's pretty cool. That's going to be cool. That's gonna, I, actually, uh, I'm going to come to that show. Awesome. I'm going to do. Because if we do all the show, then they're going to give us a show. Oh, if that's the case, let me know. I'll make I'll make a lot of people come out for that. The thing is, like, I have all these people on the wait list, and I want to give them an opportunity to be a part of it. So if I had more shows, then, then you can. And the tank is located where? Yeah, that's a great location, too, so you should be able to get a good crowd up there. Yeah, definitely. If show, I highlight them in the tank, they really support diverse artists. Like, oh, nice. Like, they're so excited about my show, and it's so helpful, and I'm just really huh. grateful to have a space to do my show. Hmm. Maybe I'll do a one-man show. Let me stop. Yeah. No, I highlight them because they're great. No one wants to see what I've got to talk about, trust me. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I always thought no one wanted to see my stuff either, but uh, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's coming up, um, and I would encourage everybody to go see that show because I, I personally am going to go see it. I will spread the word and to let everyone I know because, yeah, I know a lot of people who would definitely want to go see that, especially in the comedy circuit. So yeah, because I mean, even though it's an all Asian American cast, ridiculously funny and talented, we're all very much that's going to be exciting. The content is, I think, is uh, anybody can enjoy coffee. So. Yeah, and uh, like I said, um, funny is funny. I'm sorry, funny is funny. And if you like to laugh, then and there's a good show. You should. Ch- I, I always tell people though, if you ever want to like, if you're in, especially in your New York City, there's so many good comedy shows. If you just want to laugh, you gotta go out and just check out some of the smaller theaters and stuff like these smaller teams and, and like teams that are unknown because UB, UCB does some good shows don't get me wrong I mean they have a ton of good stuff but there's a lot of other things that are happening that people are doing that you like I think doesn't get enough um, you know street cred um, and I I just so happen to luckily be in a place where I know a lot of people who do um, either stand up or sketch or improv 
improv was not for me personally. I, I would much rather be in the writer's room of a sketch, sketch comedy than, um, well, actually, I would rather be in the sketch room. But I, I, I don't know if people are ready for me yet. Um, but I, 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 I'm a big fan of supporting, you know, art, artists like yourself and uh, whatever you're doing. So, and you're always welcome to come back to the podcast and whenever. We're, and also, um, do you watch, like, are you like a movie watcher? Like, do you, you know, um, so we do, there's another podcast we do. Love to have you on there sometime. It's a podcast it's called the, the Download with Chris Saunders and I. And we, we actually do, um, we talk about films and their soundtracks, basically. We just have, it's a fun conversation. We have music artists on. They talk about with, with you know, film people. And we sit there and we just geek out over films. It's hilarious. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you about that. Like, so that, is that how you, you? So you're getting the buskers from Subway. to actually, that's a great idea, actually. Because I'm, you know, I'm tied in the Subway. I mean, I also have friends who are artists too that also come right. through, like some artists for stuff. But like the theme song is written by Kathy Greer, NYC Subway Girl. Uh, she like so is so supportive of women artists. Like she like gave, gave me this amazing song, and this woman like performs like Joe's Pub, and like wow. She's, like, you, that's a great idea. That's that not never actually ever occurred to me to do. That's a great idea. And I also wrote uh, comedy songs. In, I'm sorry. And I also wrote comedy songs in the, you, in the web series. So you're 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 a composer now too, huh? Well, lyricist. Lyricist. Okay. Yeah. okay. Like your friends to do the music part. So that's why, like, yeah, it's like, that's why people like it's not a musical. Is it? I'm like, well, it has a lot of different sequences. <laughs> I would. I mean, I. You're, you're just, you're kind of badass, but you know, um, and again, come back anytime. If you're doing something that you want people to know about, you're always welcome, and um, we'll 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 promote and support your shows and your and your in your uh, sketch group as much as you need, because. Keep it. All I all I ask is that you pay it forward. That's all I ever ask people to do. Pay it forward when it's a chance to help another artist, um, help each other out because that's the only way we all make it at some point in time. Um, and well, I would. I'm waiting for somebody from a TV network to come and snatch me up. But until then, I will champion on on audio. We are actually. Um, we're going to be doing live podcasts in 2019, so um, where we invite a bunch of filmmakers to come sit and talk about stuff as a big panel, and it's going to be fun and stuff. So I'm definitely going to invite you back for that. Is there like a Q&A too? Yes, awesome. that I'm a huge q and I, I think the audience always likes to hear from the from the filmmakers. I we're actually. Um, we have some stuff. We have a bunch of stuff that's going to happen, um, and but we can't do it without artists like yourself, and you know, and so when that happens, um, I like I like the live stuff because it's impromptu. It's 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 fun, and we get to ask some different stuff, and um, we can invite. Um, we have a few um, well-known actors and writers that have said they would love to come on and be part of the independent process. So you guys will get to meet some people, maybe network into a, an actor that can be in your film or a director or a writer. I don't want to say who, but they're there and they're, they're coming. So um, anything, again, anything I can do, let me know. And thank you for being on uh, the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Drop the Mic. And I'm uh, signing out. Peace.